Oh my god. I <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh my god. I didn't god. know we had to go through all this. That was so painful. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I wish I knew Ali. I I I didn't prepare for anything like this to happen. I mean, I wish I knew either. I mean, like it's uh Last time I think I did an Instagram live I was back home in Uganda so I I didn't think that we yeah. would require a VPN for that. Oh, thank god. Yeah, how are you? I didn't think either cuz I'm good. How are you? Uh I tried it with somebody but it was somebody in the US. So I was like let me just try because I had never used it actually. I mean I I think I've done it once. So I wanted to make sure I still remember how to do it. So I tested with somebody but they're in the US mm-hmm. so we didn't have to use a VPN but Mujevale, mujevale, mujevale. My name is Bani Kibuka and welcome to another episode of the Ugandan Ball Talk Show. Yeah, I'm glad we we finally here. Sorry sorry to all our listeners we've been late. Um but it was technology. Sorry guys. I'm so glad that you were here. So how how have you been? How are you doing? I've been all right. I've been all yeah. right. Um happy new year. We're 2022 now. Happy new year. Yeah. I think things are going really fast. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah, we're already in the yeah. middle of uh January, so the year is flying by so fast. I feel I feel like I can smell the next Christmas. I I feel like I'm smelling Christmas 2022 <laughs> already. <laughs> That, that's too fast. But anyway, For our listeners that are tuning in today, uh this is the Uganda Boy Talk show. It's a podcast and if you've never heard of it, uh we do host people here to share about their stories, their lives. And this is the first time we're doing an Instagram live. Uh I wanted to share with my listeners, my audience to have somebody live uh, on the studio or I mean it's not studio it's like Instagram, but yeah, we decided to do a live and today's special guest is Oliver Nakakande Oliver has been a guest on my podcast and if you've never listened to my podcast her episode is episode 5 uh we have a YouTube channel and we also have this podcast on Spotify and I'm sure she has a link to her episode on in her bio so if you're wondering go check it out and listen to her story we talk about the her journey where she's from and how she ended up in like Miss Uganda which for those of you listening and don't know who Oliver is Oliver is the former Miss Uganda of 2019 and 2020. So Oliver, welcome to my Instagram on my podcast. Yay, I'm so happy to be here again. Honestly, I am. Yeah. And I apologize for not making it to uh to the end of your podcast. Mm-hmm. I was just so caught up in so many things. I was, you know, working yeah. here and there and I had uh you know assignments at uni like everything was just happening mm-hmm. at that time so I was um I was a little bit stressed to be honest so now I am in a good uh, place to take any interviews Yeah I definitely understand and by the time I sent you the request I don't think I gave you enough time to kind of just prepare it was a short notice but yeah we wanted to do a 2021 wrap up with some of the topics we've had on the podcast And that's something we're going to look at today. Uh there's some topics that I wanted to discuss with Oliver um about Uganda, about general life, but 
I was thinking when I made uh, today's preparation, because some of the topics that I, I shared with you, there's one topic that stands out and I really wanted to pay much attention to, because the last time you were on the podcast, you emphasized education and you were talking mm -hmm. about what the, the kids were going through in Uganda. And for those of you who are listening to us from different parts of the world, uh, Uganda has been on a lockdown for school for the last two years. And just this past Monday, they opened the schools again. And Oliver, when you were on the podcast, you emphasized education. You emphasized like, girl-child education. How do you feel that now mm -hmm. the schools have been opened after two years of locking them? I'm definitely overjoyed. I mean, I've been waiting for this week of opening, reopening schools in Uganda for, since like forever. It felt like they will never open schools again. And uh, this is a, this is a, I mean, for this, this week and 2022 is such a great year to say, because when mm -hmm. kids are going back to school, when kids are in school, that's, that shows that we are heading somewhere. Uh, we, like 2021, yeah. 2020 was like years where we had to just worry what, what next because they are at home. Not everyone mm -hmm. could afford, you know, international school, studying from home. You know, literally very few people can afford their laptops, tablets, whatever. So mm -hmm. it was just a worrying time. So I'm definitely excited now. Yeah, it's it's exciting. And um, I, I follow you on Instagram. I'm, I'm obviously, we're using Instagram. And when the schools opened, you posted something on your page that today is a great day indeed. And schools in Uganda have been locked for over two years and we've waited for a long time to see our students finally go back to school. Many students had given up on their studies because of the lockdown was because the lockdown was endless. And many young girls got pregnant. The others have been in increased child labor. And that's something I wanted to to pay much attention to because Listening to these things and doing the lockdown, you see other kids have given up on education, and education is really important. And um, mm -hmm. I, I posted a clip on my page where the last message you gave to the girls that they, if you can go, I'll paraphrase what you said. You said, if you're a young girl um, and you're able to go to school, go and study because you're going to need these papers. And that's something I wanted you to talk about today. Like some of the girls have gotten pregnant during the lockdown um how how do you look at that like now that the schools are open and one of the religious leaders i don't even remember his name he posted on uh, i read it on the news the girls were pregnant should not go to school and i was following that conversation because you came out and reacted on it being a girl and standing in for other girls so let's talk about that for a minute what, yeah, what, what, so what's your take about all, it? Yeah, first of all, that that tweet or that, uh, you know, news article about that religious leader went mm -hmm. so viral. And I was so surprised that a religious leader could come out and say that if a girl got pregnant during the last two years of lockdown or they give birth, they are not allowed to come back to school. I was like, excuse me? Are you... I, I, thought, I thought this was more political than religious mm -hmm. to be honest yeah. i wouldn't have cared much if it came from a politician but coming from a, a religious man i was like oh I'm, I'm really shocked but then again um 
uh, you know, we can come up with uh, some suggestions. Maybe, maybe he, he, he's a politician and a religious person at the same time. I don't know. But what I would suggest in this way would be letting the girls to go back to school. What, what if they want to go back to school? What if they want another chance? Mm -hmm. On this very topic, I have a I have a personal story. I have a personal story. Okay. Um, just let me share it with the with everybody else. So yeah, I, go ahead. I'm having a few girls that I kind of they are under my arms, like they're my babies, they're my sisters, and um, I, they, these are girls. I don't have an organization right now, but I'm planning on establishing one before the end of this year, so that we can you know just have an establishment. Uh, for now, it's just on ground, and these girls are still at home with their parents. So, this is a real story, and it got me really, really like worried and crying after they opened up these schools. This girl was given um, um, school fees, you know, like not school mm -hmm. fees, like some money to go and buy some uh, some requirements for the school. So she went to the shop and bought a mattress, bought some saucepans, and the things as if she's going to move into her own apartment. So little yeah. did she know that her dad was following her up. And the rest of the money, she used it to rent an apartment. I, I mean, almost a go, yeah? like, like a small room mm -hmm. with, a, with a boy yeah. who's also as young. <laughs> and when they told me this story, they told me her name is, her name is Angela. They said, Angela doesn't want to go back to school because she apparently is in love with this boy and the, the tuition, all the money that she's supposed to, you know, to use for school, she's rented mm -hmm. a place and she's bought a mattress. And I'm like, I was like, what are you saying? What are you talking about? <laughs> I was so disappointed and I was so mad. But then I was, I didn't, I didn't want to like, you know, uh, show that I was super disappointed. So I was thinking, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm blaming her, but I don't want to blame her so much because yeah. she's been at home for two years and by the time I, I got Angela she was uh, she was about 10 so it's been like eight years with her and by the time I got her she was not even going to school at all so mm -hmm. it's been years of preparing preparing her and now uh, she's supposed to go into senior two and she's turned 18 so she missed so many years yeah. you know, in her in her education so she's feeling like she's already too grown for her class and uh, and of course, you know, she's taking in all this, um, the fact that people are going to laugh at her. Maybe she's 18 years old and in senior two, literally 18 years old, you're done with senior six, right? Like, mm -hmm. like many, yeah. many students are done with senior six. So it was, it was just things in my mind. I didn't want to blame her. I was thinking, what if, what if I was in her shoes? What would I be doing? And then mm -hmm. after, after fuming and having all these fights, she apologized and she said, you know what? I want to go back to school. Now, imagine a girl like her. If she had, followed, if she had uh, gotten pregnant, thank God, we took her for tests test and all these things, and she was not pregnant, and she didn't have any STDs. But what if she had, God forbid, and then she says, I want to go back to school. And then what, what would we yeah. say? Don't go back to school. We don't, because, you know, even the religious leaders are against you guys going back to school. It doesn't really make sense. So yeah. I believe that we should, or the education ministry should let these kids go back to school regardless. If they're saying that they are going to spoil the other students who are not pregnant, who are still babies, who are not teenage moms, 
then they should set up like certain education centers specifically for them, specifically for mm-hmm. those teenage moms, specifically for the pregnant girls. Recently, I was watching uh, one, uh, one of the top TV presenters in Uganda, and I really didn't know that she was a, she was a teenage mom. And uh, she, she kind of uh, studied when she was pregnant and her story really inspired me. And I'm like, why don't we give these girls a chance if they want to go back to school? At the end yeah. of the day, it's not really, really their fault. The government closed schools oh. for two years. What do you expect? Yeah. So, but I like, even if, even, if it was, even if it was their fault, like we all make mistakes. I mean, some of the mistakes had us exactly. in different ways. But like, if they made a mistake and they realize, yeah, I made a mistake, but I want to continue with my education, give them a mm-hmm. chance. It's so disappointing because it's a religious leader. I'm, I'm Christian and I don't, uh, I can't hide that. So when I was looking at that, I look at the things, the pastors or the bishops or people teach us in church is about grace. Like grace is, we, we don't deserve forgiveness because we, we're wrong. So that's the grace that these girls need too. Like they might have messed up, got pregnant, but show them the same grace that they teach us, like Christ showed us when we were sinners. And if a girl wants oh, to Oh, yeah, yeah, to yeah. School, you're talking about Christ, yes. Take her to... Yeah, yeah. yeah like if, if she wants to go back to school, yes, she messed up, but show her that grace. Like, yeah, you messed up, but you want to get your life back together. I don't agree that denying them education can fix their problems. For that reason, it's going to make things exactly. even worse. And, like, I, mm-hmm. I think I don't agree at all with that. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and, like, uh, and, you know, the you know there is... A... Should be... Go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> so, so I was saying, you know, there is, a, there, is a, there is a stereotype that is not really mentioned out loud I mean, it's not talked about a lot. So I would like to bring it out um, okay. because I, I'm facing it as well. And this is why I don't blame these girls at all. Like, you know, once they accept that this, is, uh, this was my fault and I deserve a second chance, why not get a second chance? So the stereotype is some, some people go to school at a later age, right? Because of so many reasons. So... Some people don't have tuition. Some people just missed out. Some people got pregnant and they missed out. They had a dead year or whatever. Now, the stereotype comes in from your peers, first of all, the ones that you're studying with. For example, I'm studying with, uh, with 20 years old, you know, in my, in my university. Right. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of, like, students now thinking we've been at home, not studying for two years. How, how are we going to fit in with the students that have been studying from home and now they have graduated, you know, they are like above us. They're going to laugh. They're going to laugh at us. So this kind of uh, stereotype and like, it, it's some sort of a bully, I think. It's, is it bullying somehow? Mm-hmm. I think it discourages yeah, you yeah. because sometimes I personally feel like that. You know, some people, when they, they find me, they're like, oh. You, you, you're, you're studying for a degree. You should be doing your master's. Oh, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. And it's really, really discouraging. And it's really sad yeah. because people don't know your story. And I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm honestly grateful that I have been through this because now dealing with girls, I, can't, I cannot judge because I have yeah. literally been through every step. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to pass that on. 
Yeah, you make a very a very good point on that, and I, I totally agree. I'm going to read one of the comments from uh, uh, the listeners. Uh, Extreme, actually, Extreme. Shout out to Extreme. He was on my podcast too. He's an upcoming artist. Extreme says, but the fact is, the big schools in the country won't be able to change that. However, the government schools that will be possible. So the, he's trying to say that this, the private schools, the private big schools, are not going to allow the girls to go back to school. But the government schools will be possible to allow, which I don't think there should be a difference, you know. The government, and this is why I call them the government, like they should support the girls because these also citizens. They should maybe come up with a role, like a, a rule or a law that if a girl wants to go to school, I mean, these girls can't go to school and disobey the school rules. Like, they should follow the school rules if they want to be in school. And that's why the schools, I think, they don't want to mess with if the girls come to school and they want to be treated. I mean, there's some things to consider there, but I think they should have a, a law that protects these girls that want to go back to school. Like, if they say everybody has a right to education, then everybody is everybody, not just some people. That's true. So, you know, we're talking about Uganda, which is super, like, divided in so many ways. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I, I told you this last time, and I'll say it again. Sometimes I feel like, you know, I've, I've used my voice. Like, people, people like you use their voices as well to, to so many, to air out so many uh, challenges and talk about, talk about this, talk about that. But at the end of the day, we go back to the results. Do you see the results? When you ask me that question... I see probably 0.000001 result, like percent. Mm -hmm. So the, we, we can do a lot of talking, but like actually this person who said that is so right, you know, because when yeah. the private schools know that we're going we're gonna to take in all the students or from, you know, from the rich or middle class families, and then the rest of the students is, is not, it's none of our business. If you got mm -hmm. pregnant, stay at home. If you're a teenage mom, we don't, we don't want you. You're going to spoil our students. So yeah. there is a bit of unfairness. And even the top, top uh, um, advocates, when they come out to talk about these things, the people never listen. The government never acts. Responsible, responsible parties never act accordingly. So I'm, I'm, I'm just worried that we are talking, but our voice is not being hard. And I don't know right. how we can make that happen, like being being hard and see some results happening. Yeah, but I'll, I'll just add on to that. Like if these, these people, like right now, we may not have a lot of people listening here, but like also to remind the listeners who are tuning in, like if you missed the part, any part of this discussion, I'm going to post it on my YouTube channel later on and on my podcast. So you'll find it on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, at my YouTube channel, so you can catch up with this topic. But to go back to what you were saying, um, we can't we can't keep quiet. Like we can't just say uh, they're they're not our voices are not being heard because they will hear them. You you don't know where this this video is gonna go. You don't know who is gonna show up just randomly to to tune into this podcast. Somebody will hear, even if like years to come, these these things we put on social media will stay there and. People will read about it. Maybe it won't change today, but maybe it will be beneficial for the people in the future. So we just got to 
keep talking and talking and maybe talking and maybe talking. I'm just a little bit impatient. I want to see results yeah. <laughs> because I feel like I feel like yeah. the three years I've been advocating for this. I feel like I want to see something happen. You know, mm-hmm. like like it was really really sad to see a religious leader come out and say that. And you know yeah. what? I I did some I did some I did some research about okay. teenage pregnancies. Like the numbers are crazy. Like just in the first year when they locked down in 2020, 350,000 girls reported pregnant, like teenage girls. I'm talking 13, 14, 15 young girls. And mm. in the in the first 6 months of 2021, 196,000 girls got pregnant. Oh, wow. So, we need we need we need to see action. I'm I'm right. really being honest. We need to see action. I'm saying this because I have ministers uh following me. I have government officials following me. I know they're hearing. I know they're they can hear our voices, but they should do something. I've been to the to the parliament of Uganda and, and spoke about the same things. Teenage pregnancies have not started now during lockdown. They started mm-hmm. way back. And in lock, lockdown yeah. has proved that they, these guys are really not doing anything and they're not doing they're not planning on doing anything to help the girls. So it is very sad and I know I know I'm being positive. I know the voices are going to be hard. Our voices will be hard yeah. maybe tomorrow maybe years in the future, but they should they should show that they're at least trying to strategize a plan. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree, yeah. I agree with you on that. Like we we just can't wait till the future till like it's not relevant anymore. Like it needs to start right now and I agree with you on that. But um actually teenage pregnancy or girls that got pregnant is not the only pro- issue that's going on. I've been reading news throughout this week coming out from like the schools and one of the quotes I shared from uh Philbert Baguma he was talking about that the teachers are traumatized you know the teachers went through the two years without making money and now they're trying yeah. to get them back to the job to do the job so a teacher who has been traumatized without getting paid he has struggled through covid no. you bring him back to teach these kids to have the same motivation that they had when they were making money so they are traumatized and they're going to meet the learners or the students who are traumatized they've been in lockdown they've been struggling through their lives and they're also coming from parents who are traumatized parents have not been working so it's going to be a whole like chaos where i think we're going to need they're going to need to come together and just work together because just imagine everybody is traumatized everybody's concerned even the schools themselves have been reading about the schools and um i think it's east high yeah east high just closed even after yeah, starting just down. this week. why did they close down they couldn't sustain the school anymore so actually they just referred the students to other schools so like they just realized i don't think oh, they're going to no. make it and then they closed down so like that's the situation that's happening there right now and mm-hmm. i feel like those are some of the areas where um the government can come in um and help help either help the teachers need help the parents need help and the students themselves need help and what hurt my soul sure. and I'm not making this uh topic political or anything but I just read in the news that the state house was requesting 39 billion uh Uganda shillings to renovate to be renovated and then my mind was like you know <laughs> like it's not 
I mean, the, yeah, they might need renovation, but priorities, like schools are struggling. Like, why don't they invest the money to kind of help the schools pick up, like even pick themselves up and start? So what, what, what's your take on that to see that these other priorities before even schools that are trying to help uh, these kids? So you say the funds were for renovation? Renovating the state house. Oh, the state house. Billion. I thought they were renovating the schools. Yeah. That's what, what? <laughs> that was my you know point. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. Like, issues about Uganda don't surprise me anymore. I, I mean, I, I sometimes I just get mad and then I'm like, you know what? It is Uganda and I, it is what it is. But it's it's yeah. so sad that people can still do that at these you know times where people are struggling. Like, like mm -hmm. if they could, for example, oh my God, someone just put a huge comment. That it's, yeah, uh, yeah, we will read that later. First, finish your your your. Okay, the, uh, okay. What okay, so about. if they could, for example, invest this money, like what I talked about, we have so many over a half million girls pregnant why don't they invest in creating like facilities that can take care of these girls through school, you know, because they don't want to mix them up. This is some, something that's very important. And the girls are not giving up on education. They still want to go back to school. So why not do that? And also increase the teachers' salaries because they've been sitting at home for so long to just build their morale to come back to school and teach. They should just mm -hmm. invest in them. So I, I think yeah. this whole money should just come into education than, than the state house, if, if I had that right, because that's very weird. What's wrong with the state house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could, it could, I, I like think... I said, I don't take away that they might need renovation, but here you consider priorities. Like even when you're doing your own life, like you look at things, what is going to benefit you more? So that's what you consider more another, as a country. What do you think is going to benefit the country more? Um, just also to remind the people that are tuning in right now, uh, you on the Ugandan Boy Talk Show podcast uh, with Bonnie. This is our Instagram page. We have a YouTube channel. Um, we have a podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and we host people to kind of share their life stories. And today I have an honor to host uh, former Miss Uganda, Oliver Nakakande, to kind of talk about a few topics. And right now we are talking about the schools opening up in Uganda and discussing some of the issues in Uganda. We're both Ugandans. We're both proud of our country. And that's why we're putting out these voices uh, to talk about these things. And that's, I wanted to thank you, Oliver, for using your platform to, to talk about this. Because every time I've requested you for something, yeah, I need you to come and talk about this. You never say no. Uh, you, you don't say no. So you always come out to help. And that's, I love that. I'm proud I'm here. to be a Ugandan. And that's why my podcast, I had to put the Ugandan boy, because I will never change. I'm always going to be a Ugandan boy. I may not live in Uganda right now, but I have families, relatives, friends who are back in Uganda, and I'm concerned about them. So right now, let's read one of the comments. And to the listeners, if you have any questions or you have any submission that you want to make, just put in a comment. We're going to give time and read it. Uh, so the Velos Podcast, uh, shout out the Velos Podcast. He's also another great guy doing a lot of good work. Um, check out his work and his podcast. Uh, he's positive and trying to impact the country. And that's what I like to hear and see from my other fellow people. So he says, yes, we've got to keep talking about alternative thoughts 
the system is mostly full of elder people who are only have who only have uh, old conclusive ideologies. Life shouldn't be about judging others. Yeah, I think he's trying to talk about the point of the the religious leader about judging judging others. And I, I really see don't where... want this show to turn into political. <laughs> no, I promise. I you don't. I hate. I hate talking politics. And on that note, for on the positive side, the government came out with a loan uh, offer. Uh, so they offered a loan for the students. I think it was just a higher education, like universities. But they offered a loan to 920 people out of the 4,000 applicants. So, well, they did a good thing, which we should shout out them for that. But offering, and this is a loan, not free money. This is money that these people are supposed to pay back. So they only offered it to 920 uh, out of the 4,000 applicants. But it's also it's a good thing, and we we thank them for that. So like standing out and helping and coming up to help those 920, because I know it will be beneficial. So I think the government should continue uh, coming and helping in this situation, because this is when they need them the most. Was that for university students? Yeah, this was for higher education. So they just came in for the university students. Okay, and, just uh, take them through school. Uh, they shouldn't loan them. Yeah, At the end of the day, they are going to graduate <laughs> and get paid pennies yeah. and work until they die without actually finishing that loan payment. So why don't they just mm -hmm. take them through school? But there's a lot of other challenges that are going on. There's a shortage of teachers, and I'm assuming that we already talked about this. There's some teachers, what they went through through the pandemic, they don't want to come back to teach. So there's a shortage of uh, teachers in schools, which going on. And one of the other headlines I read, I think it was from NTV, they said out of the 489 pupils who had enrolled at Nakakongo Primary School in Zimbabwe District before the lockdown was announced two years ago, only 23 reported back. So 23 kids reported back from the 420. What? And the teachers were just oh sitting under the, the sheds just sitting. So they, looking at things like that and... Um, Oh I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It's like you say, the only thing we can do is just talk about this. And maybe somebody uh, will hear and get touched about whatever is going on. You know, you know this, this pandemic in Uganda, it wasn't COVID. It's literally a teenage pregnancy pandemic. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's not a COVID pandemic. The, the, the COVID yeah. pandemic happened, but the, the after mass of that i mean the, the the effects that came out were worse than the pandemic itself mm -hmm. so that's why i i just i just think they should give everyone a chance to go back to school people are crying it's not even just pregnancies it's poverty you know people lost jobs people can't afford to take care to take back their their students to school their their, their oh. children to school so I don't know how the government can help, but I wish they could. And I'm praying that they do, because if there, if there are students out there who are still interested in going back to school, they know the, the government knows very well that the economy has been shut down for so long. They should just come up with a plan. You know, I was reading some, in some countries during COVID lockdown, 
they were giving out like money, like support to uh -huh. their nationals. In Uganda, yeah. that never happened. I was there during the first, uh, when the first time they locked down. And the only thing I got from, uh, from the government was a sack of for sure and bills. And uh, I was very glad that I got that because many, many people didn't receive anything from the government. So please, yeah. if anyone is watching, ministry, you, we should tag the Ministry of Health on this video, should, uh, Ministry of Education and Ministry of Health. They should hear this and I hope they can help. Is there any way we can tag? Oh, you can tag because you invited me. Can you just, you can pin um, Ministry of uh, Education and Ministry of Health. These guys are super okay. active on uh, Instagram. They can mm -hmm. hear our cry, hopefully, and do the needful. Let me see. Yeah, um, as, as we continue, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. Um, I'm going to read a comment from Erina. She says, that's our, that's our government. It doesn't really care about people. Do we, 39 billion to renovate the state house. What hurts me is they know what to do and where to put the money, but act blind and deaf. I mean, yeah. And also, photo for fashion. Shout out to photo for fashion. They say the, the interesting part is that the Pope himself could have never said something like that. The pop has advocated <laughs> for women education and support of the women. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we have a question. Um, do you think uh, sex sexual education could be improved in the future to help a lower teenager teenage pregnancy during normal circumstances? Maybe we'll have you answer do you that. Think, could, you do you this? think? Do you think? Sexual education could be improved in the future to help lower teenage pregnancies during normal circumstances. So, um, Absolutely. I, mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you know what? The only and only problem that we're having in Uganda is we don't want to talk about sex. It's a taboo. Yeah. Sex education, sexual reproductive health, Anything that has to do with sex is a taboo. And this is how I was brought up. We saw sex as if it's, ah, oh, don't talk about sex. If you talk about sex, you're a bad girl. If you, you know, like this mindset needs to change. And the mm -hmm. only way I believe we can do that right now, I'm so, I'm so glad that Ugandans are embracing technology, embracing social media. Like on TikTok, I'm seeing so many Ugandans. This is, yeah. One of those great platforms that we can embark on and just, you know, start like a campaign on like sex education, sex, sexual reproductive health, and teaching how people how to like, you know, use contraceptives, different contraceptives, everything that is related to that. So absolutely, there is a future in that with the use of technology. Otherwise, if we mm -hmm. wait on our parents, our singers, they're always going to be like, you know, I'm not, I'm not against our culture. I love our culture so much. But sometimes we're just too reserved. We're just like, oh, no, don't talk about that. Wait yeah. until you're getting married. And before you know, <laughs> before you know. Now, for example, this, this family with this girl that I just talked to you about, they were seeing 18-year-old girl as a baby. They were, they were looking at her as a little girl. But for her, mm -hmm. she was already exposed because, you know, she's, she's talking to, girl, to, to her friends. She's, she's hearing things. And her body is also asking for, 
you know, some kind of attention. So if we don't talk about these things or if we don't use uh, like technology, then we, the kids are not going to learn. So we need to embrace technology, especially social media. Mm-hmm. I love social media. I feel like I can just wake up and say something and many, many people will get to hear that and it will impact mm-hmm. somebody. So we should use social media for very good topics like social, uh, sexual reproductive health. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was going to say, like, social media is really... My, most people use it in different ways. Some people use it. But social media is a good tool to educate, uh, to advocate, to help other people. And actually, speaking of... You were talking about the, we were talking about the government. I started a campaign uh, this week after just seeing a lot of kids who want to go to, a, uh, to school, but their parents can't afford to, to take them to school. And I started a campaign of just helping... I'm going to try to help at least 15 kids to go back to school. And I already have three of them find, found sponsors for those kids. And uh, two of them are in school. They were able to go to school this week. And another girl is studying next week. Actually, her story is, is sad. Um, she, like Abby, I shared her story on my social media. Most of you saw it. Uh, Abby, mm-hmm. Abigail Molundi, Nalukenge, she's four years old. Abby's mom joined. No, she she got pregnant. from my clan. <laughs> she got preg- uh, her mom got pregnant when she was 14 years old. And the man responsible oh, for no. the pregnancy imme- immediately left after knowing that Joan was pregnant. Abby is trying to, uh, is staying with her sick mom, sick grandmother, and suffering from cervical cancer stage four. And Joan, the mother, is working any petty jobs. Actually, I shared pictures of the mother. She looks like she was all dirty. I have a denga porter, like a kola kubizimbe, like the mother. And she took a picture with her daughter. Mm-hmm. I shared it on my social media for those of you who check it. But she's working to help her mother. And in that situation, she can't take this girl to school, but the girl is ready to go to school. So I shared her story. And that's what I'm going to be How doing. Old is she? Anybody, the mother. No, oh, the, the baby that goes to school. The baby is four years old. Four years old. So, that means now I, the mom is eighteen. Yeah, the mom is eighteen, and she's oh, not and in she position still wants to, to take go back the, to school. No, the, actually, they are trying to get the baby to school. For her, she she said, "I just want my daughter to go to school, so then she can work to take oh, care of her mother." And they go, she's yeah. not interested to go back to school again. I think she is, but she she can't afford it at this point. She was just she cared about her daughter first before her. So, yeah, we were, I was able to find a sponsor for her daughter, and I think we're gonna get in touch with oh, her to see if she's she's also like interested in in going back to school. So that's mm-hmm. my 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 campaign. I have other two boys. That's that amazing. Gonna, I'm going to post up tomorrow. The boy uh, there, I got messages from my social media. These two boys are from the village in Matunga, Masaka, somewhere. But they want to go to school. And they started working in, during the pandemic. And they, but they, they want to go finish education. Like one boy is in P6, another one is in P7. And I just want to do that and at least help at least 15 kids to go back to school. I, I sponsor two of the kids and then other people that I'm finding are helping me to sponsor these kids through their, their, their school. So if anybody out there listening, tuning in, and this is something you want to do, 
you can just contact me and help these kids go back to school. We're not going to sit here and wait for the governments to to take kids to school ourselves if we're in a position <laughs> to get somebody's hand, just get somebody's hand. Like I already say, my podcast is about we raise, they're lifting each other up. So whatever you can do for somebody, um, just do it. That's amazing. I'm so proud of you. Honestly, kudos. Like, thank you so much for setting that up because you are definitely touching a life. And uh, it doesn't matter if it's one, two, or 10, or 20. You are helping yeah. somebody, and that's amazing. Just like you said, we can't wait for the government. And, um, mm. I mean, I've been doing this for quite some time. That's why, you know, it's easier to launch uh, an organization where mm -hmm. people can yeah. read about you and see what you do. So that's yeah. what I'm trying to do as well so that I can establish that. Otherwise, I'm getting so many questions of, what are you doing? How are you, you know, like using your platform, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I am definitely doing it. But, you know, launching it and putting it mm -hmm. out there is amazing. So for you with this platform, the podcast, I think it's a great, great platform for, for that, you mm -hmm. know, for raising awareness and helping people. So thank you for using mm -hmm. it really well. Yeah, actually, the sponsors that sponsor these girls, they came from my podcast because I share the story of my podcast and the lady I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm blessed to live in the United States where there's a lot of people who uh, can offer help, like people who are concerned and love to help other people. So I use that. And the lady who follows me on my podcast in the United States just said, how can I sponsor this girl? And that's how it all started. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who want to help. And we're going to keep sharing these stories and see how we, we can help like all of them. So yeah, uh, we've, spent, we've spent a lot of time talking about the education part of it. Is there anything else we've <laughs> not touched on, on the education? And we don't have to go through all those topics, actually, because we've taken a lot of time. I think we've done this for about 50 minutes, about 40, 40 minutes. Um, so with the other, is there anything else you want to touch on about education that we've not talked about? Uh, maybe just the message. Uh, I think we've talked about everything. Now it's all about the government and whoever is concerned to uh, to do the needful. But for, for the girls or for everybody, not just the girls, but even the boys, because some boys actually just turned into vendors, you know, and mm -hmm. they're, they're not interested in going back to school because now they're earning some 5K on the side and yeah. And they can, you know, they can survive. So they're like, why am I even going back to school? They are feeling like they're already grown ups. But whoever is out there and they feel like they still want to go back to school and they don't have, you know, like a solution, they, maybe they're still looking for tuition, please don't give up. Don't give up on yeah. the hopes of, you know, because some, some opportunity might pop up. We, I will be sharing opportunities if I, get, if I get some. And also I am registering stories from girls, like I told you, uh, girls with the stories that are like, like a difficult situation. We can, mm -hmm. you know, look into that story and see how we can help. So if you're out there and you have uh, a story and you're one of those girls, please re don't, don't, uh, don't be afraid to reach out. We could find a way of helping each other out because I have a community. I share stories with people and they can you know reach out i can't say that i help these people because i don't have everything to offer them but at least i can pass on those stories 
to others to help. So don't lose hope and uh, just, you know, try to stay safe at, at, at home until you can get an opportunity to go back to school. Yeah. Um, I'm, at this point, I'm going to read another comment from one of the audience, uh, one of the listeners. I am Hilda Grace. She says, very sad. We're afraid of talking about sex in our society. If we're going to talk about sex education, we need to translate it to the grassroots because many girls have been impregnated by old men. And that's the thing you're talking about. Like, I feel like some girls get pressured into money and wanting money to do something. And that drives them because like a girl will be like, I really need to do this, but I need money. And there's this guy who is going to give me the money. And that uh, uh, takes them into that. And that goes, I mean, I don't want to blame everything to the government, but when people can't access the things they should access, that's also another cause of why they go down the road to find another option on how they can get the things they want. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I mean, Dubai, I live in Dubai. Dubai is a perfect example for that. You know, it's five hours away from home. When girls get an opportunity, which they call an opportunity, most of the times it's a, it turns out to be a scam. Actually, I should warn them on this because they say, oh, we're going to take you to Dubai. We're going to take you to Dubai. Everybody's, you know, thinking of this beautiful Dubai where you come and chill. Before they know, uh, someone receives them, pays for their tickets and everything. A fellow Ugandan, a fellow Ugandan, and a woman or guy in that sense. Mostly women actually do this. They receive them, take their passports, and send them off to the streets. Go, make money. Mm -hmm. And I need this amount by the end of the day. So you, the girls are in so much trouble when it comes to, like, like some people are, are seeing these the girls that are stranded as opportunities, as business opportunities. And this is so bad. So please stay warned. Stay warned. Yeah. If anyone tries to lie to you that oh, you there is a there's a travel opportunity and uh, and you're not paying for anything, and uh, you're gonna get there and work, maybe work in a restaurant or work here and there, it's probably gonna be a scam. So try mm -hmm. and do your research before you you set uh, you know you start uh, planning on this travel. So that's uh, something people yeah. should not. Yeah, Olive, I really appreciate uh, you uh, coming in here, coming on here and us discussing about this. I don't really think, because I've taken a lot of your time, so I don't really think, unless you're no, I'm fine. down for it. But, um, <laughs> it's, we, it's, still, it's 8 o'clock and I'm home. I'm going to sleep after this. Yeah. We still had a lot of like uh, some other topics, but I feel like today I'm going to just do two and then I'll find another time to bring you back to do the models and mental health like today we'll just that's the next thing i wanted to just go through was like covid and the vaccines and actually you happen to be a victim of that because during the christmas <laughs> you went isolation first talk to us about that like how was your isolation oh my god oh my god you know i i i, I never tested positive before but i believe i had covid before because mm -hmm. sometime back in 2019 actually when when it first came out i i had all the symptoms and then again in 2020 2020 so i believe i had it but this time i didn't even have like symptoms i just had like a like a very mild flu 
and I had my voice changed a little bit. I didn't sound the way I sound. So I felt maybe it's fine. But then until somebody I was hanging out with tested positive and they told me I tested positive, I'm like, what? Maybe this crooked voice that I'm having is COVID. Yeah. And I went to test, but I was just thinking, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be negative. Oh my God, I was yeah. shocked. I was shocked. And at that time, even until now, the cases are still on the rise here. But I mean, yeah. um, people are still not experiencing those uh, symptoms like before. They're just mild, mm-hmm. which, is, which is great. And because I think because people are vaccinated and I, was, I am vaccinated, I got my booster shot. You know, I, I tested positive after, I think, two weeks of getting my booster sh- uh, shot. So people yeah. were telling me on my social media, you are the one telling us to vaccinate and getting boosted. Now you're positive and you're isolated. You can't even enjoy your Christmas. I'm like, guys, chill. I, I'm, not, I'm not feeling bad. I'm, I'm not sick at all. I was just in isolation because I'm supposed to be in isolation. But I'm not feeling bad. I wasn't feeling bad. So I just lit up my Christmas tree. I cooked my own food. I was in here with my teddy bear. I mean, I... I, I <laughs> I'm always by myself, so it's fine. And also yeah. the fact that I'm used to staying alone and staying mm-hmm. indoors. So isolation felt like just another 10 days at home. Yeah. But I was, I was into fitness. I used to wake up in the morning very early, as I always do, and work out. I have a yoga mat. I have a rope. I used to skip and sweat, sweat, sweat. I used to get into mm-hmm. to my balcony. The sun rises onto my balcony. So I used to lay in the sun and just... I got a tan during those 10 days of isolation. I got really sunburned because I felt, I read somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I read somewhere that the sun is good for COVID. <laughs> yeah, because it makes you sweat. That's why when, co- when COVID just started in Uganda, they were doing the steaming thing, like do steaming and then yeah. it would take COVID out. And people were like putting hot water and covering themselves with a blanket so they can I like, did that steam. as well. <laughs> I did the steaming. Yeah, like, I boiled every single herb I could find in my apartment. I boiled lemon, uh, ginger, whatever, and then cover myself in a blanket and just take it all in and then come out when I'm all like, like you know, sweaty and all. It worked. It worked. Like it, yeah. in less than 10 days, I, I, I tested negative. So I was back mm. to normal. Yeah, yeah I really want to applaud the government of Uganda for like the vaccine distribution i think i've been following that and they've done a really good job um about like vaccines and people getting vaccines but do you think like even having the vaccines do you think they have done a good job about educating people about these vaccines and the vaccine distribution in like villages because like these vaccines the only thing i hear oh they're in kololo they're in this place how about the people who are down in like the villages like are they, do you think the government has done a good job about distributing them to the people in villages? I'm saying I don't think so. I don't think they've done a very good job because I was in Uganda in October and I, was, I went to the village. I love to spend time in the villages. And people literally don't know anything about vaccines. And they also have stereotypes about vaccines being deadly. Like if they put this needle in, in your body, they're injecting some virus, which is going to kill you in the next five years. So they need, they still need to, to, to you know, to release some uh, correct uh, press to reach to these people. 
and also to encourage them and also you know bring them on the ground because like you said mm-hmm. the, the main vaccination centers are in the central region and yeah. if you move in further people are really ignorant about vaccination really i, I really thank god for uganda i feel like god is the only one protecting ugandans <laughs> about on, on covid honestly honestly because yeah. when i look at like places like here I mean, I'm so proud of the government here in the UAE. They've done, uh, they've, they've played a very good uh, role. They've done an amazing job. Literally everyone is vaccinated. People are well informed. And this is where education comes in. When you are communicating to an educated environment, uh-huh. it's easier. But when you are communicating to people who are less educated, they are going uh-huh. to challenge you. They're going to say, you're going to kill us with this vaccine. You're going yeah. to... You know, it's, yeah. it's such a challenge. So mm-hmm. please educate the people and as that's, well that, and that's, also raise awareness about the vaccines. That's the same thing. Like even Sorry. when we go to school, people think like going to school, you're going to learn English. But you don't only just learn English. There's something else that adds to you just by having education, like the way you collect your information, the way you know mm-hmm. oh, this is a reliable source, this is not a reliable source which people who are not educated, they cannot differentiate what's reliable and what's not reliable. Like somebody could put something on true. Facebook and they'll be like, oh yeah, I saw it on Facebook. That's not true. And that <laughs> thing happens in, it happens in America too. Like, yes, people think of America as like, oh yeah, that's a perfect country. Yeah. But people will argue with you about something mm-hmm. that's on, on Facebook that somebody sitting in his bedroom typed from his head and they believe, yeah, I saw it. Somebody did this. <laughs> But yeah, having education and just knowing what's good. And that's the thing. Like, Absolutely. Not in, a bad, not in a bad way, but people in Uganda are kind of taking it in like that. Like they, they won't do the research you for just, themselves. <laughs> you just reminded me. You just reminded me of my uh, bikini pictures, for example. You know, I have two different audiences. Like here on Instagram. On Instagram, I have a big Ugandan audience, but they're not super active like the yeah. rest of the world and on on, um, on facebook it's mostly ugandans and they are very active on facebook mm-hmm. so when i post my bikini pictures on facebook oh I was my god <laughs> i was gonna talk about that because I, I i actually followed that i read the comments i i i, I read i was gonna talk about that when we talk about the modeling part of it because i was saving that for that but let's talk about that real quick actually so when you, yeah, you posted that and like, I was going to ask you a question, like, do, do people want you to dress in a Gomesi at the beach or something like that, you know? <laughs> but I'll let, I'll let you talk about it since you, you, you started it. I don't, I don't want to sound rude, but, um, you know, I've been in the limelight for quite some time now. I'm kind of used to the backlash, you know, what people are going to say, as long as what I post, I feel it's not going to hurt anyone. I'm always mm-hmm. about good vibes and I'm always mm-hmm. going to be real. This is what my audience should always expect from me. However, posting uh, bikini pictures, I've been, I've been going to the beach since like seven years ago. I started wearing bikinis proudly in public. I mean, when I was in Uganda, it was a t- like a kind of a, a taboo. If you, you wear bikinis, like you're naked, don't, don't even mm-hmm. post that. And I respected that. But, you know, my mind kind of opened and I'm like, why, why not? I'm going to the beach. Everybody's wearing a bikini and they're taking pictures. And, and surprisingly, 
for example, if Kim Kardashian wears a bikini, you will find Ugandans liking and commenting because it's Kim Kardashian. Right. Now, if a Ugandan wears the same bikini and goes to the beach, why are you doing that? Like, it's so funny. Like, I feel like I just want to laugh about it. But I think, I don't want to blame anyone. I think it goes back to the fact that, um, first of all, Uganda is landlocked. We do not have mm-hmm. the oceans, the very nice seas. Uh, so we, we don't really go a lot we have cake, swimming we have cake out to the beach. beach in the ocean. KK beaches. Have you have you been there? Have you seen how people dress? <laughs> people come in in, 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 uh, in 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 skirts and and trousers yeah. and go. This is unacceptable. You have to respect <laughs> the beach and the the swimming pool. So, anyways, uh, I think also the fact that Ugandans are still close-minded about this whole topic. So. I, and I'm going to still post these pictures because I feel like it's also kind of raising awareness in um, in, a, in a way because it's normal to wear a gomesi when you're going on a traditional uh, ceremony. It is normal to wear a long skirt or a sharia when you're going to the mosque. And it's normal in the same way to wear mm-hmm. a bikini when you're going swimming. It's perfectly normal. I feel like I shouldn't even be talking about this, but because so many people... <laughs> made fun of those pictures and real comments i'm like you know what the good thing is um i have a big audience and they divide themselves into two so there's team bikini and (laughs) team no bikini so they Mm -hmm. clash i'm like i'm I'm just gonna sit back and watch (laughs) yeah it's so funny my (laughs) suggestion like yeah we are landlocked but we have kk beach I still I remember that because we when I was when I was back in Uganda we used to go there a lot. Oh. But yeah, I I I really and that that takes me back to I I saved a screenshot of you talking about the post from NTV where we're gonna go back to the school a little bit because I forgot about it. Now you brought it. Um, so you said seriously, what if the girls want to go back to school? This statement sounds more political than religious, which you mentioned earlier. And the first comment of the girl that commented back say, no one re- is refusing them their right to school, but our society needs order. And how can you tell other kids not to get pregnant until they finish school? But now you list normalize wrong. What surprised me was this girl is a girl first. And she's making the comment like this is something that can happen to her because she's a girl. Like she can be in that position, and like, what what would she want to, to happen to her? Uh, was, can you repeat was, what you said? Because you were breaking a little bit, like from the comment part. I uh, you were breaking. Oh, the, no! I read your comment, uh, the one you posted. You responded to the bishop. When NTV posted the bishop guy who said girls should not go to school, and then you just said, seriously, what if the girl wants to go back to school? This statement sounds mm-hmm. more political than religious. And there's a girl that commented on your comment below. She was like, no one is refusing them their right to school, but our society needs order. And how can you tell other kids not to get pregnant until they finish school? I said, Banangi, mm-hmm. let's normalize wrong. And I was saying, the first thing that caught my attention was like, she's a girl and she's responding like that, where you were trying to, de- mm-hmm. you a girl, you're trying to defend another girl. But when somebody is a girl, she's just 
sub like is it sabotaging other girl, which she can be in that position too. Like you try to think about the things mm-hmm. that way. And you, when you mentioned about like people commenting on your social media about like negative things, I read that. I was like, I think I need to to share, talk about that. And when people on social media like they just talk about whatever they want, like they don't think about the consequences and what is is at play. But yeah, that was just a comment to talk about um, how people yeah. react on Facebook. Do, do you want me to to respond to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can. Yeah. So what I think is, I think she she's she has a point. She has a point. Uh, normalizing the wrong that is what we're used to doing. And you know, if something is wrong, we're not saying that when when the girls get pregnant from home and they're teenagers. It is the correct thing to do. It is wrong, and they, they uh, once we're saying once they acknowledge that I I did something wrong, I'm sorry. I deserve a second chance. Please take me back to school. This is where I came in to say, what if they want to go back to school? They deserve a second mm-hmm. chance. And for I don't know if he's a bishop or rever reverend, whatever he is. I'm sorry, but uh, man of God, that was very disrespectful <laughs> to come from a person like him. Because we would expect religious leaders to be on our side. I, I don't think mm-hmm. I would have commented on that post if it wasn't a man dressed up in like a religious person. So for me, it was yeah. a, a shock. But that, that comment from that person that you just read has a point because it is wrong for people to get pregnant at home, girls to get pregnant when they are teenagers. But once they know that we made a mistake, then why not give them a second chance? This is us mm-hmm. acknowledging that they're wrong. And if they don't want to mix them up with the other students, create facilities. Don't tell me that Uganda government doesn't have money to create facilities for like a half a million girls around the country who are teenage moms or, or pregnant to take them through school. It's not a way of, um, of encouraging the other students to say, oh, it's okay for you to get pregnant or to give birth or you, know, you can still go back to school. It's not. We can always teach the other ones that it's not fine in a, in a, in a way, you know. There's, there's always ways. You know, it's, it's such a sad comment anyways. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, now we've touched most of the, the topics. And actually, I'm going to just throw in, because I had only a few questions on the, the modeling. When you talked about the bikinis, because that was going to be my center of focus and just talk about that because i had a question i was running on my podcast like do you think models are over sexualized like for something like that like a model wears a bikini at the beach and people are gonna think oh they're promoting sexual activities or they're promoting sex do you think they just they're being over sexualized of the things they do absolutely in block letters absolutely yes models are we are very like over sexualized and not just models but women in general, we are like, over-sexualized. Like if, um, I think we should appreciate the trends and just move on in our heads that this is the trend and this is how things are running, this is how women are dressing, and it's fine. I don't even know why women are always the center of attention and attraction. Or maybe because I'm a woman, I don't see that. I don't find women attractive or I don't sexualize over women, but I don't even sexualize over men. And I find it so gross when I get sexualized as a model. For me, in my own, uh, like my own story hasn't happened 
maybe a few times in like physical terms, but it's been mostly online. Online, oh my God, because people know that uh, they come into your box. So it's just between the two of you. And maybe you post something and for them, they find it like, you know, maybe they can see your, your teeth. It's normal. We, we are human beings. We are, we are women. We have boobs. We have teeth. We have things. Don't sexualize. As a model, I, I have been facing this so many times. And it's very annoying. It's very annoying. And if, if a guy wants to approach me and he comes to me through that direction of like sexualization, that's a no, no, no. That's a way no, 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 no. But I, I, I should say I've been lucky in the industry. I've been lucky in the industry. I haven't gotten like, you know, over-sexualized like from the, the directors, fellow models and stuff. It's mostly, it mostly been online. And, uh, and, and actually way back before I, I turned a model. But I'm going to, this is going to be a story for another day. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think I'll just have to have you back for, for another day. Um, I think we're going to summarize this. Oh, Arthur, Arthur 000256 just came in and said, what's, what is, uh, what is all about this? What is the topic? Arthur, you came in late, but um, <laughs> to catch up with this, with this topic, we're going to have it on my YouTube channel or the Ugandan Boy Talk Show podcast, or I'm going to share it on my Instagram page um, where you can catch it. But we've been talking about the schools opening in Uganda. We touched a little bit about COVID and the vaccines and just a tiny bit about modeling and if they're being over-sexualized. That's a recap. But if you want to hear all that we've been talking about, you're going to have to go back and study over again. Um, but yeah, thanks for asking the question. And yeah, uh, Oliver, I want to appreciate you. We've now gone through it's a long talk and it will be a long talk and I'm always grateful to have you because you have like a lot of stories to share from different perspectives, uh, backing it with your personal stories. Like I know when I've asked you questions, you're like, oh yeah, I can share a story about that on this. This is how it affected me, which people can connect to on a, like a human level base, like not just talking about things out of the cloud where people can't even think about but you connect them to the people so they can relate in their own lives so is there anything else you want to talk about i'm sure i'm going to have your back because i wanted you to talk about the modeling which have a lot of questions of that and mental health i've done those topics a lot on my podcast but i want to hear your perspectives on that so i'm sure when we get a chance in the future i'll have you back on the podcast but is there anything else you want to message you want to send out uh, kids who are in school who are going back to school listeners anything mm, first of all um, i was just thinking that you know we we, we both uh, enjoy this kind of conversation i love to be on your show and i'm thinking we should just probably just choose one uh one topic because we could mm -hmm. maximize on that and then maybe yeah. next time talk about something else and I'm thinking next time, I would like to throw more light about uh, the Dubai story because many, many people from Uganda are super interested in Dubai and like flights coming here at full every day. Um, anyways, that's, uh, that's just a suggestion. So on the other note, uh, I want to thank you for having me. And uh, it's always a uh, pleasure. And also for our viewers for today, this is our, this is my first time 
You say this is your first time as well, right? Doing the live yeah, this podcast. Yeah, this is my first live podcast, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so thank you guys for watching. Thank you for joining us. And everyone who has contributed uh, some questions, uh, some comments, thank you so much. We appreciate you all. And we'll be uh, letting you know when we'll be out, uh, when we'll be on again next time. And for the girls and the boys, that are waiting to go back to school and um, don't have everything right now because, you know, what happened, maybe you're poor or whatever, don't give up. Just share your stories and reach out to whoever that you believe can help. Don't give up on education because I personally believe there is a lot that education has to offer and don't give up on your dreams. Keep, keep on trying again and again and again. Don't uh, don't be afraid to reach out in my inbox. If you have a story, like I said, I have some people, some close friends that I share these things with and are willing to help. And also to 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 you, um, they can share right some stories. Mm -hmm. and yeah, you can. Yeah, you know. most definitely. So please reach out. Um, I think that's like it I, from my side. I was I was gonna add on that. Actually, if our listeners today are listening and they're from Uganda and they know the story somebody struggling and trying to go to through school i told you about the campaign i'm running to help anybody who wants to go to school to find them at least somebody who can sponsor them to go back to school share with me those stories the pictures uh, so i can post them on my social media and try to help as much as we can so kids can go back to school so send me those stories of uh, kids that want to go back to school but can't and we can only do what we can do to help and and i say thank you both for the talk god bless you god bless the work of your hands and your life plus plans much love thank you for tuning in she's been on there ever since we started because i've seen her reaction thank you arena thank you so much <laughs> but yeah you I, actually today i was planning to just focus on one topic but when we started talk, talking some of the things we're talking about were hitting on the topics i had but i like uh, the idea that you said just focus on one topic. Now, the Dubai story, does it fall in the modeling topic or it was in the, where would I save that for when I have It is there? more of the lifestyle. It is more the of the dreams, dream think, chasing. Yeah, you know, people chasing their dreams. Yeah. And I think I know how to do that. And end up just falling that... into the pit. I don't know how yeah, we can uh, call that. Yeah, we... we we can we can hold that. I actually like that because the same people have dreams about the United States, which I yeah people would want to hear. I know a lot of people. Have oh my god! And I think the United States. Yes, if people <laughs> say, "Oh my god, United States," it's like, "Oh my god, United States! I want to go there. I want to go." Yeah, there. Right. It's even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think yeah, I think that will yeah. be that will be our next topic. So we want we will share about the dream chasing. And I'll have you back here again. We might, we'll wait for a little bit whenever we get a chance. And then we'll have you back on the podcast and the show. So, yeah, we are going to end it here. And thank you, all listeners, for tuning in. And thank you for the contributions, uh, people who have been tuning in from when we started. Again, I will say this is going to be available on my podcast, the audio on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. And also I'm going to post it on my YouTube channel where you can go and listen to the topics we've had today. Mainly we've talked about uh, 
schools in Uganda. That's a little bit about COVID and modeling. Um, so yeah, you can go check it out. And don't forget to follow my Instagram page and follow Oliver on her Instagram page. And next time we'll be here. Valor's Podcast, thanks for tuning in and be blessed. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. You can say bye. I, I was, I was like, waiting oh, to throw oh. kisses. Oh, yeah, yeah. to throw kisses to everybody. I always throw kisses at the end. But honestly, thank you so much. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Love you all. See you next time. All right. (laughs) See you. Thank you. Hey there. I am Bonnie Kibuka, the host of the Ugandan Body Talk Show. Thanks for watching my video. And don't forget to hit subscribe and share with a friend. Tune in every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time for a new episode about my podcast. And for more information about this podcast, follow me on my Instagram page, talk underscore show underscore 256.